Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As always, is brought to you by our exclusive wagering partners, Bet Online. It's that time of year again. All eyes are turning to football as teams are back on the field to start the season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. Just go to betonline.ag, use the promo code NFL100. Once again, betonline.ag, promo code NFL100 to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Welcome in, guys. Thank you for hanging out. Evan was doing his interviews. He is in Foxborough. Looks like red level right now, Evan. Is that where you are? One of the cubbies? That is correct. One of the cubbies in the red level. There's some pizza down there. It's not a bad place to be. Um, but away from everybody clicking and clacking on the keyboards. And uh, uh, Evan just got done talking to the Patriots players, and we're here uh, to deliver the Patriots postgame show on CLNS Media. The Patriots lose their season opener to the Miami Dolphins 17-16. And I know the story here is going to be a lot of moral victories. Everyone's going to take out of this a really – uh, overall positive and impressive debut for Mac Jones, which is what people were very anxious to see how he would do. Uh, and we'll go over the, uh, the good and the bad and all of it. Uh, but a frustrating, frustrating, frustrating loss on so many levels. And not only at the very end here, shades of Seattle last year and a couple of games they lost this way. Buffalo, Damian Seattle, Buffalo. yeah. Yeah, Damian Harris fumble uh, in the red zone with the Patriots driving for a for at least a field goal, if not a touchdown, uh, to 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 take the lead and win the game. Uh, and they can't get the ball back. But there's a lot of other things that you were generally frustrated by. So yes, we are going to talk about Mac Jones. We are going to talk about um, what a revelation he was and how good I think if you're a Patriots fan, you should feel about the future here. Um, after having seen what we saw today in just a first glimpse. Um, but let's just get into some of the stuff that that, that, that really kind of uh, irked us a little bit here, Evan. And I know one thing we talked about briefly was the play calling uh, offline here. Really, really, re- really conservative game plan uh, from the Patriots today offensively. Look, 
I think the biggest takeaway, you have to look at it from a bird's eye view at some point. Yeah. Right? I know we're all frustrated right now that they lost the game in the fashion in which they lost. And as you mentioned, very feels very similar to some of their losses last year with Cam Newton at quarterback right. Seattle at the end of the game in Buffalo where Cam fumbled towards the end of the game in a similar spot on the field. You're driving down the field. You have a chance to go ahead and win the football game and you fumble. And, and that, that all that is frustrating. But I think what you have to look at from a bigger picture is that Mac Jones checks another box here today, if you ask me. Yes, they only scored 16 points, but I'm going to break it down all week. There are so many individual plays and throws that really stood out to you about Mac Jones. I think some of the bigger downfield dimes, obviously the wheel route to James White was an absolute beauty. The Nelson Aguilar seam dart was a great throw and he gets the protection set correctly so that the slot blitz comes and James White picks up the blitz and then he throws the uh, seam uh, splitter between the two high safeties and you look at the bigger picture. Right before the fumble too, throwing Myers open there. Yeah. Uh, was another terrific throw where he throws it, or was it Smith? Throws yeah, it to the outside yeah. instead of the inside. Yeah, Nelson Aguilar down the left sideline, taking yeah. a huge shot in the pocket, steps yep. up, makes a great throw. The big picture you have to look at, and, and this isn't e- even just about 2021 necessarily, right? The big picture is that Mac Jones continues to look like a long-term answer at the quarterback position for the Patriots. He comes out in his first career start and takes it right down to the wire against a pretty good Dolphins team. And I think you have to take that away. Now, on a micro level, that's the macro level, right? On a micro level, a frustrating game, no doubt, for the Patriots because as Jonathan Jones said after the game, and I thought he hit it spot on, it felt like when the offense was going well, the defense was giving up plays, and when the defense was going well, the offense wasn't making plays, and they just couldn't get that, as Bill Belichick loves to say, complimentary football everything pointed in the right direction at the same time it felt like two steps forward one step back four fumbles they only lost two of them they put the ball on the ground four times you can't win football games like that i think they had 10 penalties out there today that's be difficult to win football games like that eight penalties for 84 yards is the final total that's going to be difficult as well so a lot of shooting themselves in the foot and then play calling, which is what I think we wanted to get to a little bit, especially in the first half. It felt like Miami was absolutely begging, begging Josh McDaniels and Mac Jones to put the ball in the air. And overall, Mac Jones's average depth of target in this game was 6.1 yards. So he practically didn't throw the ball deep the entire game. Right. And I understand the Patriots don't necessarily have a ton of deep threats. It's not like they have Tyree Kill and DK Metcalf and all that. But you can run guys up the seam. You have Aguilar to stretch the field. You have Myers who can also work the seam there. You can get, you can press it. That was the point of that is to get those guys operating in the middle of the field and try to press the ball downfield a little bit. You know, it didn't happen. And, And you go into this this conservative run first offense and there were instances where the I thought I thought the end of the game with the fumble they were trying to milk clock right they were trying yeah. to run the clock down so they wouldn't give Miami too much time on the other end but there were other times on the field goal drive before the fumble by Damian Harris Mac drives them down the field and they go run run on first and second down and then Mac throws an incomplete pass on third and four to J- Jacoby Myers where they roll the pocket out and basically give him one option to hit Myers there in the flat they don't give him a, a progression they don't give him a yeah. read. 
really. They just say you're going to make this one throw. So three conservative, really, really conservative play calls in a row forces a field goal. So the, the Dolphins came out in this game a lot in the first half as well. They go 12 personnel against base defense, and the Patriots were compacted. Everything inside, tight splits for the receivers, both tight ends in and trying to run the football, right? And I, I get that they like Damian Harris. They like their running game. But at some point, I was I was just clamoring for them to say, okay, you're going to match 12 with base. We're going to go empty. And we're going to put Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry out wide. And that's what I don't get. That's the beauty of the two tight ends. You come out there uh, and you can split them out, you know, put Mac in shotgun and start to go to work there. And they didn't right. really let him do that. I don't know why yeah. they didn't they started to the do it later in the game. Yeah. And, and he threw the ball extremely well. I mean, all the numbers, I don't, I don't need to rattle off all the stats in terms of the efficiency metrics, but whether you want to use passer rating or QBR or EPA or any of these types of numbers, Mac rated out very, very well in all of these stats in this game, right? He threw the ball effectively and efficiently. They got themselves into the right stuff. He was throwing the ball down the field well. He wasn't putting the ball up for grabs really all that often. It wasn't like he was a turnover machine or something like that. And it just felt like if Josh McDaniels had taken the training wheels off a little bit sooner in this game, especially in the first half, that the Patriots might have put up some points. Yep. And so, again, you're going to look at this, and this is what's frustrating is at the end of the, you know, know, it's not – this isn't a Patriots team. This is a new reality with the Patriots. You know, when you're fighting for playoff spots, when you were not a playoff caliber team last year, you know, you can't take moral victories. You can't let games that are winnable games slip away. And yes, it's one game out of 17 this year, but you're going to look back on every missed opportunity. This was a bad, bad, bad miss, not just in terms of the execution with the play calling. You know, you can call into question, obviously, the fumble. Uh, Just generally speaking, I mean, you know, things that they don't do very often, beating themselves with the penalties, 84 yards, uh, you know, uh, uh, just playing overall poorly in the red zone to dominate time of possession, to dominate the yards from scrimmage, uh, first downs, third down conversions, the way that they did. This isn't a game you should be losing. Even, you know, even as conservatively as they played it, they still looked like the better team, uh, in this game. And, and they just handed, they just handed one to Miami within the division, uh, on a day where you had a gift, you know, you have two other, the two other teams in the division. You could have had a one game lead on the entire division starting. Right starting the season and you and you just muck it it, it. it just if you're going to name Mac the starter and you're going to go down this direction, which was the right, it, it was the right play. move. Just let him play, right? Let him sling it, just like you did in the preseason, right? In the preseason, just he's throwing play the ball game. down the field. He's throwing, he's throwing out of empty. He's he's moving uh, moving guys around and you know, kind of pushing the football down the field and all these types of things. And every time that they allowed him to do that, he made good plays down the field. And then it felt like they pulled on the rope again, right? And they yeah. said, oh, or I should really say the leash, right? And and like said, oh, wait a second. And this is a rookie quarterback in his first career start. Let's let's calm down here, right? Yeah. And, and yet he throws 39 throws, completes 29 of them, and looks extremely good out there. Really didn't look like maybe early on some nerves, some some kind of shakiness, but 
overall a very clean performance by Mac Jones. So if you're the Patriots coaching staff and, and look, we'll all watch it again and we'll see what it looks like on the coach's tape. And they'll obviously do that as well. And maybe they come away with saying, wow, we can let him go a little bit more. Right. And I think that is what they're going to see. And I'm curious again, when you get a chance to, to look at the tape, you know, uh, uh, what you're going to see too, for even in the incompletions, I felt that um, it, it looked like when he was throwing incomplete, he was throwing to covered guys and throwing balls mainly places where only they could catch it and that was really the best he was going to do with a lot of those scenarios i'm not sure if he missed somebody else downfield it's obviously harder to see that uh on television he, versus he missed the- one throw the whole the only egregious miss that i saw all game was a, on a play action corner out by johnny smith if he had hit johnny smith in stride then smith might still be running you know there was a lot of green in front of him and you know how good he is with the ball in his hands yeah. and a guy like johnny so that could have been a really big play for the patriots down the field but overall, I didn't see any egregious misses. Obviously, the tape has no lies, and that will tell the full picture. Sure. But the, the Myers one obviously was a little low. But yeah, the yeah. Exactly. I mean, some of the ball placement. I guess you know any quarterback has throws that they would ha- like to have back, and and maybe could have done a little bit differently there. But overall, I thought Mac played really, really well, especially for his first career start. And then you go out there and you lose Trent Brown early on in this game, and they're still trying the crack tosses to to Damian Harris and they're still running the football on first and second down. And I I really felt like especially the second down play calling – significantly let Mac Jones down in this one game. Now on the big picture again, it's good news that Mac Jones were coming on here and saying Mac can handle more, right? They can push the ball down the field more, do more with Mac Jones as a thrower. That will come in time and the trust with the coaching staff will come in time as well. Right. Uh, speaking of Trent Brown, we might as well uh, ha- uh, throw it out there. He leaves the game with a calf injury. No idea the severity of it. Big guys and injuries and lower legs. And, you know, you never like to see it. I never feel like these are one week bounce backs. So we'll see uh, the severity here. But I would imagine even a strain knocks him out for a little bit here. Uh, that's definitely going to be a bit of a shuffle. How much did that alter what they were doing today uh, or affect just overall what was going on in the field? It was a massive blow because the very first play of the game, they come out, they run it right off the right side behind Shaq Mason and Trent Brown for 35 yards. And you yep. say, oh, wow. I mean, this is the run it rushing attack that we've seen all summer. And out of practice in the summertime, the left side with Onwenu and Wynn is solid, but that right side was the people moving side, right? That yep. was the two bulldozers and Mason and Brown. And they put the tight ends over there too and came right out of the gate and right out to shoot down Miami's throat with the running game. And and then when Trent Brown went out of the game, they lost that, right? It really felt like that was a big blow to the offensive line. Now, I, I think that the long-term look at on this is that Michael Onwenu has repped all summer long at left guard. They played him all last year, for not all last year, but for the most part, he played right tackle last year on the majority of his snaps as a rookie, and they wanted to get him ready to play left guard. So a lot of his training camp work and preseason work was at that left guard position. Now, if Trent Brown is going to be out for a period of time, let's say it's a month, let's say it's six weeks, whatever, then they can start repping on when you back at right tackle, move Ted Karras into the starting lineup at guard, and it will look a whole lot better than somebody like Justin Haran coming in in an emergency basis. 
basis when somebody goes down instead of reshuffling the entire thing tonight and putting on Wenu in a spot where he hasn't really practiced a whole lot at. You put Haran in there, then you have to put Yasir Durant in there because Haran looks like crap. So this, if this is a long-term issue for Trent Brown, then on Wenu moving back out to right tackle and Ted Karras coming into the starting lineup is a much better fix than what they had to put out there tonight. Yep. Yeah, um, so uh, you'll have to deal with that. Uh, thankfully, you're looking at the Jets um, uh, next week, um, and so hopefully that that's a you know that's a you know feel good sort of you know bounce back game. But you never know. Uh, we'll get to the Jets a little bit later. Uh, overall, the defense again, it's hard to say. I'm not a to a guy. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know that he's. Um, I, you know, I, I think Miami's ceiling is. I think. Miami does some things well. I think their ceiling is capped uh, with Tua as the quarterback. So I don't know how big a test this is for the defense. But at the end of the day, they held them lar- largely in check. You know you're missing Gilmore. That's going to be an issue. Uh, and, you know, Miami's got a couple guys there who can go out and get it. And, um, you know, so – there's some challenge facing this team, but I don't think this is offensively one of the more gifted teams that they're going to play this year for sure. Um, how did you think the de- the revamped defense held up? Thought the front seven played as advertised for the most part. They seem to really dominate that matchup as we expected. The secondary is what it is. It, basically all game long, I was saying to myself, if this secondary can hold up, for two, two and a half seconds and the pass rush is going to get home. But these quick throws is what really killed them all game long. They gave up two big plays. The one to Devontae Parker on the sideline to JC Jackson was 35 yards. They also gave up a 30 yarder to Jalen Waddle with Jonathan Jones kind of stumbling back in coverage and Waddle climbing the ladder. Other than that, everything else in Miami was crippling. Yeah. The Jackson one was bad. Bad, yeah, bad, that, bad. That, that was a tough play. But everything else was short throws, right? And what they said after the game I thought was really interesting. Jonathan Jones and J.C. Jackson, I asked Jonathan Jones, a lot of throws underneath the defense, quick slants, quick hitters, what, what happened there? And he said that Miami gave Tua at the line of scrimmage an option, right, where they have a run play called in the huddle, but if he sees off-man coverage on the outside, he has the choice to just get the ball out to the receiver quickly, and you got guys like Parker and Waddle who are good with the ball in their hands and tough to tackle after the catch, and they took advantage of those opportunities. Jonathan Jones said that Tua made some really good kind of on-the-fly decisions to throw the ball out there. And then he also said that uh, J.C. Jackson mentioned that they tried to mix it up, right? They tried to play some press and some off. And it felt like Tua just did a really nice job of picking his spots with those quick throws, right? And the one that really was the backbreaker was – First and 14 from the Miami five yard line at the end of the game there on the fourth quarter. And they hit a 13 yard slant to Devontae Parker to get off their own goal line. Yeah. That, that's just those types of little plays were, were killers for the Patriots. And every single time part, uh, JC Jackson or Jalen Mills bailed off of Parker or Waddle and kind of uh, played off the line of scrimmage. Tua just took it, right? He just said, okay, I'm just going to throw this quick slant out here to Parker or Waddle and let them run with the football. And to Tua's credit, even though he's maybe not the most gifted downfield thrower, right? I, I felt like to Tua's credit, he 
makes really good, quick decisions with the football, whether it's off these RPO schemes that they run or these kind of check with me type of plays, right? Where they give him that option to throw it out to the receiver or hand the ball off, depending on the defensive look. You look at those types of things and, and you kind of have to tip your cap a little bit to the game plan and to Tua. But overall, a, 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 they didn't really throw the football down the field all that much on this Patriots defense. It wasn't like the Patriots are giving up big plays all over the place, but those little throws underneath the defense really cost them and got them into uh, just disadvantageous situations where you're behind this. It's for, it's first and 14 and you give up 13 yards, right? Those are the tough plays. Yep. Um, so given what we saw with Mac today, do you think next time out, again, this will be a different team uh, in terms of how they choose to run things uh, or – we're going to stay conservative here and there's going to be a lot of 12 personnel and there's going to be a lot of handing off the rock to Damian Harris. And, um, you know, how do you see this team evolving? I know it's hard to say after just one game. I like to think that they're going to look at this tape and say, we can trust him a little bit more here. And the reason strictly a trust issue, is that the thing? Or did they think they could beat Miami in a different way? I mean, I mean, they almost did. Right. I mean, they almost did. They they almost did beat them in this way. So I think what it harkens back to, and and this is a philosophy that I think could really get the Patriots into trouble. I think what it harkens back to is that they look at this situation with Mac Jones right now and they say, we have a young quarterback with an experienced veteran defense that we think is going to be pretty good. We have a strong run. I, I just hope they're not thinking it's 2001 here. Right, where they can win like this with a very conservative passing game because this is 2021. This isn't 20 years ago, right? And you're not going to beat, even this game against Miami aside, if you have really high aspirations, you're not going to beat the Kansas Cities and the Buffaloes and these high-powered passing attacks of the world by playing this type of conservative football. You're just not. So this is... They picked Mac and they went the route with Mac because he was the better passing option than Cam Newton by a, a, a lot, by a pretty clear margin. He was a better thrower and a better passing game player than Cam Newton. So if you're going to do that, then you have to let him be the guy that you are investing in, right? You have to let him be that type of play, player. And it, it just felt like today that they just had the trading wheels on him a little bit too much. And, and he was almost... You you could feel it. He was like, "Just let me throw, right? Like I, I got this. Like let just yeah. let, just let me push the ball down the field." And they just they just didn't want to get him into too much trouble. Let me ask, uh, you know, our first look at a lot of different things. In addition to the revamped defense, you get to see the two tight ends. And again, it's hard to gauge because you saw, you know, Agal things loosen up a little bit with Aguilar, who did get things going. We hadn't seen a lot of that connection. Uh, you know, obviously with Mac, um, you did or we did see a lot of Aguilar early in camp. Um, uh, we weren't sure if he was going to play or not. So you got some Aguilar, you got some Jonu Smith, and after being largely invisible for most of the first half, uh, Hunter Henry started to get in the mix a little bit. Kendrick Bourne didn't really come on. You didn't see much of him on the field at all because, as you said, they're running 12 personnel a ton. Yeah. And you were running Aguilar he, he got, and, uh, and Jacoby Myers. by some penalties. He, the couple catches he did make were called back off yes. of penalties. So that that was killer. The one but I mean, I don't on know, the right I don't know if his snap count. Right. Yeah, I, I'm not yeah. sure. His snap count, he couldn't have had more than 20. Uh, yeah, no, it wasn't a high snap count for him, but he had two bigger 
plays, especially that one where Max scrambled out of the pocket, eluded a rusher in the pocket, scrambled out and made a throw on the run to him on the right sideline that got called back for a hold on a blatant hold on Justin Huron. And that was the last play of the game, I believe, for Justin Huron was that was the final one. So Kendrick Bourne didn't play a ton. I I think what you saw from Nelson Aguilar was exciting, you know, it wasn't necessarily the field stretching that you wanted to see the big plays down the field, but he seemed to be on the same page quite a few times with, with Mac Jones. There were a couple of instances where they were running zero blitzes or, or some sort of exotic and, Mac Jones was getting bailed out by, you know, he was going to Nelson Aguilar to bail him out, right? He was throwing hot to Nelson Aguilar a couple times on the touchdown. He sat down nicely in the zone and then kind of made a nifty play with the linebacker coming over from underneath and to get around him for the touchdown, just found that right spot of that zone coverage, made himself available, made a little uh, yards after catch play. You see all of these things and you, and you say, okay, well, those are, precise, efficient type of plays, right? Not necessarily the field stretching, but seems to be on the same page with uh, Mac Jones and seems to be in the right spots that Mac Jones is expecting him to be in, which is a good thing for the Patriots. Yeah. John U. Smith, another one. It's very clear that they're going to want to use him uh, in a lot of different ways. He did get a, he got a little carry on a sweep in one thing. I know it looks like they want to get the ball. He's an athlete. It looks like they want to get the ball in his hands and let him run a little bit. There wasn't a ton of room today uh, for that to happen, but you do wonder if things loosen up a little bit uh, and the middle of the field isn't so congested, whether John U. Smith might be able to do some things with the football in his hand. You saw little bits of it today uh, and it was encouraging uh, and just the way that he moves. I mean, he's a very dynamic athlete, uh, you know, something they haven't had at that position in a little bit. Um, so it's definitely a positive thing. Just didn't get to see the full, you know, you know unleash the Kraken, you know, fully, fully today. You would have liked to have seen a little bit more window dressing with Johnny Smith yeah. and Hunter Henry. A lot of what they did today was some just pure traditional Very basic. Drop, yeah. drop back passing type yeah. of stuff. Now, there was the one play I mentioned earlier on a corner route to Johnny Smith where it looked like he was definitely open for a big play and Mac Jones just didn't throw his direction. That will be one that they'll watch back on the tape and Mac will be, you know, kicking himself, right? That he didn't get to that throw because it was under center play action. That's the route, right? That's the throw. That's his probably his first read in that progression. For whatever reason, he went to the check down quickly and threw incomplete over the middle uh, to the running back. But if you look at that play, that was an instance where Johnny Smith looked pretty open. And then they isolated Hunter Henry, a little Y option in the middle of the field later on in the game. They get him in that advantageous situation with nobody helping outside, and he's able to break off the leverage and get a. You saw the flashes. This didn't come out like gangbusters, like Josh no. Daniels was in the lab for the last six months. And oh my God, look at all these nifty schemes. Which is look a bummer. Crap, you know? It's a bummer that you just didn't see them, as I said, fully unleash it. You have, you know, again, we're not going to sit here and pretend it's the 2007 Patriots here, um, you know, with these weapons. Some people might still think that it's a, it's an average group, but compared to what we had, you know, what, what we saw last year from this team, these are a bunch of new toys. You want to, you know, you want to take them out and you want to play with them. It's Christmas morning, you know, like yeah. you, you want to see what you've got here. So you do want to see a little bit more from each of these things. Uh, Henry, again, not involved at all. And then, you know, find it wasn't targeted. Uh, and then, uh, you know, 
he got into the mix a little bit, got a couple of catches there too, but not a ton, not a ton from him either. We hadn't really seen much of him recently. Yeah, uh, you, yeah. you got to think that Hunter Henry is still in the working his way in, back in the upward right, you know, the, the work way back thing. Yeah, uh, he hasn't played in a preseason game. Uh, he comes in here week one. He's been out with the shoulder injury. He's been practicing recently and back on the practice field for the last ten days or so. But you have to think he's still ramping things back up. And we saw the flash there on that play down the field. Like I mentioned, the option route that he was able to. That's Hunter Henry's game, right? You just you got a guy on you, man coverage. You read the leverage. You make a move at the top of the route and you get open somehow, right? And guys like Hunter Henry, uh, Greg Olson, Jason Witten, they they've made careers off those kind of routes. Right. Right, where you just you have that freedom inside to just kind of do whatever you need to do. So he's going to work his way back. And I, I didn't look at this game from Hunter Henry and say, where was Hunter Henry? Because I knew that this was going to be a little bit of a slow, a slow build up here for him just because of the, all the time off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, no doubt about it. And we didn't. Didn't expect to see much from there either. Um, otherwise, offensively, you saw a big Damian Harris game. Um, looks like he's going to be the guy. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson again. Uh, it looked like in the beginning you might get a two-on-one-off sort of. Uh, hi. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> Just put in, put in some remotes away here. Yeah. It looks like you might get, you know, a two series, one series sort of split with Stevenson coming in. Yeah. Uh, so that uh, didn't last very long. And that didn't yeah. last very long because he put it on the ground too. And right. then that was it. You saw Bolden getting snaps later in the game instead of Stevenson. So, uh, you know, Harris got the ton of work. It, it looks like he's going to be the guy. He did catch a couple of passes out of the backfield too, which I thought was, uh, decent. But again, he's just going to be remembered for that fumble, uh, today. Uh, and it's just ironic considering, you know, we've seen him around Foxborough carrying a football around his let, you know, and that's been his thing, you know, like, yeah. I, and this is his second career fumble, but this was a real big thing for him. Uh, and this just had to be tough. Uh, it was a tough one. And look, ball security is job security with the New England Patriots. And if you're Ramondre Steven, Damien Harris is going to be fine. Damien Harris has proved himself. He's and earned I think it he, now. He's earned it to a degree. Ramondre Stevenson, at some point, they're going to have to look in the mirror real hard at Ramondre Stevenson and say, is he ready? Right. Yeah. Because he fumbles early on in the game. Mac gets it to him on a check down, really uh, kind of natural quarterback play from Mac Jones. What we talked about with him all summer long is just has that kind of innate feel to get to those check downs at the right time. Gets to the check down. It was a nine yard gain from Ramondre Stevenson on first down. He puts the ball on the ground. Then on the, roughing the passer penalty on Alandon Roberts, roughing the passer penalty. That was bogus. But regardless of the call, he got absolutely, Ramondre Stevenson did, got absolutely ran over by Alandon Roberts. I mean, just trucked by Alandon Roberts on the way to the quarterback. So you look at the fumble, you look at the blitz pickup capability there by getting run over by Alandon Roberts, and you say, he he just might not be ready. Right. He just might not be ready for the, these moments. And you traded Sony Michelle, you healthy scratch JJ Taylor and thinking that Ramondre Stevenson was ready for the big time. And today he kind of proved you wrong. I, I think he had one of those games where you say, maybe we should slow our roll a little bit with Ramondre. I'm not, I'm not there was an it. issue for him in college too. Yeah. I'm not there with it yet. I hate the, I hate the idea of that one fumble doghouse. I sure. get it. I get it. I but get he fumbled it. In the he did in the preseason too. as well. And then they put him back out there, but it is the preseason. I know it's his thing. I, I, to me, I just, you know, I, 
if you if you're one mistake away from having you having all opportunity taken away from you, you just can't play. So I'd like to see him because he is interesting in his ability to, you know, to, to pass block that he can catch balls. He is versatile. I want to see them mix him in. I'd hate if he lost all opportunity based off of that one fumble, but he did today. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, my favorite play, we didn't really talk about it just as a one-off, uh, when, uh, when, uh, uh, Josh Uche, uh, absolutely just yeah. destroyed, uh, was it Liam Eikenberg? Yeah. So Liam Eikenberg. Oh my goodness gracious. I, 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 Twitter would, and, would go ahead. Uh, no, no, no. It's just the CBS broadcast didn't do justice because they didn't yeah. show a replay of that. Yeah. Um, they just showed the wide angle, but oh my God, he ended his life, uh, on that play. Just a flash from Uche. I know, you know, uh, you know, they refer to him as budding superstar on the broadcast, but like, uh, that was something where that, you know, that was a special, special play. Uh, in addition to, uh, I wanted to get your thoughts on him and then, uh, Judon as well, who again is kind of, you know, a little bit all over the place. Like I said, when the secondary gave them more than a second and they a half had a to shot. get home to Tua, yeah. they were getting home quite a bit yeah. to Tua. Now, on the Josh Uche play, O-line Twitter will kill me if I don't say that he tripped on the left guard. Liam Eikenberg stepped on he the did. foot of the left guard, okay. which made him look a lot he went better. Down like yeah, but yeah. At, at the same time, it, this is a this is an age-old argument that I have with O-line Twitter because they'll sit there and they say, oh, he tripped. And it's like, yeah, because Josh Uche forced him into the left guard with the power of the rush, right? He bowled him into the left guard, and then he tripped over the left guard. Now, it made it look better. But still a really good display of explosiveness and power from Josh Uche, no matter which way you slice it. It's, it's still a good rush. He also had a couple other good rushes where he was into his face and was able to affect the quarterback. Matt Judon absolutely laid out to, uh, on the interception oh, on the Jonathan interception. Jones. A clean, just in, you know, in that you talk about Alandon Roberts is a low hit that's right a under penalty. the armpit. Right. Yeah. You got him perfectly right in that tackle box, right? Right in yeah. that strike zone for the quarterback. So, and then clean, let go good hit. and he hit the ground hard. Yeah. You know, it was perfect hit. Yeah, Christian Barmore had some good rushes early on in this game. So, from a defensive front pr- perspective, they certainly lived up to the hype, right? They, they dominated this matchup against Miami and they did not lose this game because of their defensive front. They, those guys played well. They stopped the run. They were able to get after Tua quite a bit. There was just some plays in the secondary that they gave up that was just a few too many, especially with the way that the offense was two steps forward, one step back and with the fumbles and things like that. But overall, this defensive performance, I think you'll take it, especially without Stefan Gilmore. I'm still very, very concerned about outside corner with JC Jackson. I think he played okay in this game, but Jalen Mills and Jawan Williams is not he he just continues to look a step and a half slow every single time he is out there. He got beat on a slant by Devontae Parker where I don't know if it was zone and he was kind of just bailing into his third of the field or what happened, but he almost froze in time, right? It, it just was one of those plays where he kind of froze in his own, in his own steps. And well, even the, si- even the sideline play, he's running yeah. with him and then he stopped and then he turned around and he looked at uh, Parker uh, you know, just jump up and grab it on the sideline. Yeah, there. J- yeah, JC Jackson. Yeah, that was the one play that I think JC Jackson would probably like to have back in this entire team uh, game. But from an even off- to turn around and push Parker when he's on the air, yeah. he just he just stopped. He gave up on the play. Right. I mean, that seems like 
if you're the DB in that situation and you're going up against a six foot three, six foot four jump ball artist like Devontae Parker, the play seems to let him catch it in the air and then push him out of bounds from yeah. there, right? It, because to almost give up the catch, but then be able to push him out of bounds and make sure he lands out of bounds. It seemed like JC tried to do that, but was just a little bit too late to react to that and ended up getting beat there. But defensively, this felt to me on the whole like Miami on those two drives that basically won them the game, right? The opening drive of the game and the opening drive of the second half outcoached the Patriots a little bit in this game. They got a couple of different instances where Jawan Bentley and Dante Hightower were isolated on Miles Gaskin and, and uh, coverage, and they beat them both time, uh, two out of three or three out of four times. There's one play that Jawan Bentley survived uh, to a threw the ball out of bounds, and, and David McCourty came over the top, and they survived the down, but Jawan Bentley flexed out. But a couple of other plays where they got beat there, they got beat underneath the coverage a handful of times on those quick hitters and those RPO type of concepts on that open drive it felt like the Dolphins scripted plays were just better than the Patriots game plan in a lot of instances and that'll be something that the coaching staff I think will wear from this loss all right before I want to move on to a couple bit uh, uh, in the AFC we want to go over a couple of the other matchups today and the next week's opponent last thing I just want to say about Mac uh, or I just want your take on this like it's Everyone wants to be careful not to overreact, uh, but relative to expectations, um, you know, from everything you've seen in the preseason and, uh, you know, just the general poise that he seems to have uh, and make up, was this, uh, you know, as good, worse, or better than you expected realistically him to perform today? Keeping in mind that we don't, we do think that it was conservative and that, you know, he, he wasn't given full opportunity to really do everything that's within his power, but just, you know, the hype, the pressure, game one, starting, supplanting Cam at home, first NFL, blah, 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 all of that stuff relative to all of that. How do you think he performed? He performed exactly how I expected, which is to be good. I expect Mac Jones to be good. Every time I have seen, whether it's in college, whether it's in training camp practice, whether it's in preseason games, and now out here against Miami, Mac Jones always looks good. Right. If Mac Jones plays poorly, I'm going to be surprised because right. he always looks good. So but like I, when he when he threw the ball backwards at yeah, uh, that, that was I think you like, early, were you like, uh oh, no, I, I think early on in this game, he definitely had some jitters and had some nerves. And I think that that was probably where a lot of the conservative play calling came from early in the first quarter was they wanted to ease Mac into this game. Right. Because he did early on look a little bit shaky a little bit uh you know just nervous or, or a little bit wired from making his first career start but then he settled in and threw the ball really well made some really good decisions they are coming out with these cover zero looks and he's bringing this guy in moving this guy over there getting it all blocked up and making throws down the field I mean he looked exactly how I expected and they continued to just hold him back by the play calling in a lot of ways. And I mentioned that number off the top of the show, 6.1 air yards per attempt. That number needs to be way higher, way higher. If they're going to really ride this with Mac Jones, that is a very, very, very conservative, conservative uh, play calling to be at 6.1 air yards, especially nowadays. Yeah. To me, it just didn't look like there was anything that you would ask of Jones to do that he couldn't do. Um, That was my general takeaway is there's no, it didn't look like, all right, they got to make sure 
it's quick outs or the short throws or right. whatever it is. It didn't feel that way. It actually felt that they should have put him in shotgun uh, and let him operate uh, a little bit more freely because I really do think the way it was trending that he was going to be able to pick it apart. Uh, Evan, you're getting uh, there's a little bit of encroachment going on. Yes, yes, I I, I have seemed to. <laughs> I thought I picked a good spot, but maybe I will need to rethink the spot for, yeah. for next week. Hi, we're we're live. <laughs> there we go. All we good. Got, we got it all. Okay, great. Yes. <laughs> Um, so let's, uh, I, again, from my perspective, better than, I think like I'd come back down to earth thinking, uh, all right, we might be a little high on this kid. It's going to be game one. There's going to be some bad mixed in with some good. There wasn't a lot of bad. That's the most impressive thing for me is everybody can improve on everything. You talk about, you take the best quarterbacks on the planet. Tom Brady's going to have 10 throws. He wish he had differently in a couple of reads every single game. I just didn't see a lot of like, Oh yeah, that was a rookie thing. No, just didn't the, see the that fumble, at all. The fumble. And I, I think the he, fumble was the first one. And it, I was like, it, that was bad. It was, it was almost smart, right? Because Johnny Smith's an eligible receiver. So yeah, he's trying to speed, but right, it was backwards. And, right. Yeah. But it was backwards. So that one's one you definitely can learn from. But overall, every single time you go into this game and, and you watch him play and what they ask him to do, he executes very, very well at a, at a high level. And, but what they asked him to do tonight was to barely throw the football down the field, right? And that that's an issue that the Patriots are going to have. The one time that he did push the ball down the field to Jacoby Myers, there was pressure at his feet and in his face, and the ball was maybe a little bit underthrown. But he nearly completed that ball against that zero blitz to Jacoby. And you just you're clamoring for more balls down the field because, like I mentioned, I keep mentioning this number, but I think it's really important: six point one air yards per attempt. Tua tonight did not throw the ball down the field all that much, and he was over nine air yards per attempt. So right. almost three air yards per attempt more than what they allowed Mac to do. That That's the type of number that I want Mac to be at, eight and a half to nine. It doesn't have to be Brady or Mahomes and, and Rodgers over 10 yards yeah. per and attempt. I, I have to, tell people, to do that. I got to tell people in the chat who are just saying, oh, the checkdowns aren't going to work. That's what that's what we're largely saying is yeah. we believe, we believe, that yes, the numbers, the high completion percentage is, exists because it was a conservative game plan and he was throwing a lot underneath and there was a very, you know, Evan keeps saying the number. What we're saying here is if the Patriots open it up and allow him to push the ball downfield, we still believe he's going to uh, be successful based off of everything yeah. that we've seen. And so, you know, that's what we're talking about. I, I don't think the checkdowns are, are, uh, 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 a strike against Mac. Right. It, it is simply how the Patriots decided that they were going to handle him. So there are some people in the chat kind of saying, "Oh, he's all he is is a checkdown king." I don't think that's who Mac is as a quarterback. No, and, and today he that's they not, gave that, him they yeah. gave him the reads and he made the right throws based off of the coverage and based off of the play call. And a lot of these short throws were what they were telling him that's to what do. They told right. him to do exactly. right. He was right. making the right decision with the football. We just want to see him push the ball down the field a little bit more and, and, and that and people say oh well well who 
who are you going to push it down the field to more? I mean, this is why you brought guys like Aguilar and Johnny and Hunter Henry in here. No, are they Tyreek Hill? Are they DK Metcalf? Absolutely not. But seam throws, deep crosses to Nelson Aguilar, post routes. We saw Nelson Aguilar get behind the defense several times throughout the summer when he was healthy, yeah. right? I mean, several times. This is a player that had one of the best years last year in the entire NFL on throws of over 20 yards in the air. I'm talking about Nelson Aguilar. He was a legit top five deep threat in the league for the Raiders last year. So they don't have a bunch. This is not 07, right? They don't have Randy Moss. They don't have I think Nelson Aguilar could be a Brandon Cooks, right? I think he could be sort of on that level, but they need to be able to throw the football down the field more than they did today yeah. if they're going to win games. They do. I don't believe it's offensive philosophy, and I don't believe they draft receivers sp- strictly based off of this. I believe they don't draft big, splashy outside receivers because or or sign them because they tend to be very expensive. Uh, and it's just not necessarily their style. They're trying to find value other places, which is why they have the tight ends, which is why they have receivers that can work the middle of the field. But you're right. They don't have big, splashy, flashy weapons. It doesn't mean they can't get more creative with what they do with Mac. And I think that's what you're going to see. Again, you think after they take a look a little bit more at the game tape, uh, and decide, you know, we trust this guy. And I think that's, that's what they were trying to figure as out long a little as bit today. He is yeah. not putting the ball in turnover worthy, right? Like as long as he's not. If he had four passes that should have been picked in right today, they, they, they that would affect how he didn't have right. those. No. He wasn't throwing the ball places where the other team was going to get it. That's what I was saying with the incompletions. Even the incompletions were to receivers who were they weren't misses as much as they were to receivers who were largely covered and the ball being thrown to places where either they get it or almost intentional incomplete, but they just weren't really going to that. Those plays just weren't going anywhere. Yeah, and and. Ultimately, like I said at the top of the show, you're a couple of fumbles away from winning this game, right? Damon Harris doesn't fumble the ball there. The Patriots pretty probably come out with a win here today. But the problem was is that that – how many times, John, did we come on this postgame show last year and say that exact same line, right? <laughs> if Cam Newton didn't doesn't get stopped at the one-yard line by yeah. Seattle, if Cam Newton doesn't fumble against Buffalo, if they don't get stopped here, if they don't get stopped there, they must have had four or five games last year. And they were a 7-9 football team, and there was probably four or five games last year that came down to the final possession or two, and they didn't make those plays at the end of the game. And that was the difference between being 10-6 and six and in the playoffs or 7-9 and out of the playoffs and this felt a lot like that last year and that's yeah. the frustrating part but big picture this team is moving in the right you have direction to feel way better you right again you felt that you could have snuck out those wins and gotten into the playoffs with a clearly inferior team that wasn't going to get anywhere there's a definite vibe that this is trending in a much better direction where it goes we'll see but I I don't know how again I'm not a moral victory guy I can't stand them but you know what what you were saying about Mac during the preseason is they didn't draft him to start week one they drafted him to be their quarterback of the future well he's their quarterback week one uh, and he's the one that gives him the best chance to win and I think you're going to see more 
sooner than later out of Mac and out of the Patriots offense. Um, you know, just, we just don't know what the ceiling is yet, but you're definitely going to see more, uh, than what you saw today. This league, it comes down to finishing football games so much. And we talk about all these other things. It's how the Patriots won so many times. Right. Right. How many times did you see them play a team even up for three plus quarters, then have that team make mental mistakes and turnovers and this and that? Right. The Patriots did the thing that other teams normally do. They beat themselves, which is, uncharacteristic but it is a new squad yeah and, and i think that and we're that, not making excuses it just is what it is yeah i think that that is so much of this is just that's what it comes down to right is finishing these games not beating yourself avoiding because even if damon harris rushes for two yards in that play and just doesn't fumble then they still kick the field goal and go up 1917 and maybe win this and then game they got a hold right right so it just you can't beat yourselves in these in this league. And the Patriots, like you just said, John, they went through a dynasty of 20 years where they won a ton of football games just by being the team that was smarter with the football, yeah. right? And all these other teams would crap all over themselves or fumble the ball or turn the football over late in the game. Bad clock management. Right. All of it, yeah. right, and that's how they would lose games. And the Patriots, even if they weren't necessarily the better team by a wide margin on that particular day, they would outlast these teams. This Patriots team... This era of Patriots football, they need to learn how to be that type of team, right? Yeah. That just is the smarter and better fundamentally sound football team. And right now, they're not there yet. Yeah. So, Evan, obviously you're in Foxborough, so it's not like you can watch these games. But I did want to talk about a couple of uh, looking around the AFC a couple of years. This is a, this is a really interesting opening weekend yeah. for just in general. And, again, uh, just all of the stuff that happens with uh, the Cleveland-KC game was outstanding. You'd love to see these teams play each other again. Uh, Aaron Rodgers looking like he's, you know, I mean, I, I just an absolute – disaster against the saints uh you know a, a couple of fan bases who might just want to find new teams after week one already um but here uh bill's steelers this looked like the bills you know steelers couldn't do a freaking thing and then they came back and won buffalo's you know vaunted offense really kind of hit a wall pittsburgh's obviously got extremely strong defense again this year uh but they go down at home uh your thoughts there I was shocked that Buffalo only scored 13 points in this game. I talked about the Steelers defense when we did that video about uh, the line and stuff like that for bet online. And this, this Pittsburgh defense is for real. They have a great front. TJ Watt is worth every penny that they just paid them. They're a really, really good defense. Last year, they were really good defense. They're going to be a really good defense again this year, but Buffalo sometimes those types of teams, and I'm not going to say that they're like the Jaguars a few years ago or the Rams or something like that, but sometimes you start to read your own headlines a little bit too much. And and maybe that's what they're running into in Buffalo is that they kind of just thought, wow, we're paying an older Ben Roethlisberger. We just made it to the AFC title game. We got this great team. Everybody's writing us into the AFC championship again this year. We're just going to show up in week one and win this game. Right. And, now they have to find out that it's harder than that and that you have to still go through all the process, right? You can't just expect the results to come without the process. Yeah. So uh, they go down. The other thing that happened uh, is the New York Jets. So, you know, interesting weekend just all together because you saw, um, you know, starting quarterback debuts with uh, Trevor Lawrence, had a shaky one for Jacksonville. They lose to Houston, which uh, – I didn't think anybody would lose to Houston ever, um, but they did. Uh, and Zach Wilson really struggled for the beginning of this game. Looked, a, looked definitely a little bit overwhelmed out of sorts, uh, and finished 
okay, um, you know, uh, uh, but they still lose to Carolina. It's not exactly a powerhouse here either. So uh, what's amazing is actually all five first-round quarterbacks have taken snaps today. Trey Lance took some through a touchdown yeah. pass, uh, subbing in for Jimmy Garoppolo. And Justin Fields already early in the, in the game tonight, uh, you know, took a snap, completed a pass uh, as well. So all of them got in there, three started, all three starters lost. Wilson was one of them. Yeah, Wilson, early on in this game, the entire Jets team, it looked like they were going to get blown off the field by the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers were, I looked up and it seemed like Robbie Anderson was getting behind the defense every time I looked up at the TV. And then eventually I look up at the end of the fourth quarter and it's 19 to 14 and the Jets have a chance at the end of the game to, to steal it there at the end. So this Jets team has a ton of flaws on their roster. I still, I was not the biggest Zach Wilson guy in the draft and I'm still not the biggest Zach Wilson guy. I think he's a schemed quarterback, right? When he's in operating in the right system with the right playmakers and a good offensive line around him and all these types of things that we talk about with these system QBs, I think Zach Wilson can be a respectable quarterback. But the problem is if he had gone to San Francisco, for example, with Kyle Shanahan and the weapons that they have there. I would have thought Zach Wilson would be a pretty good NFL quarterback. With the Jets, I'm not so sure it's going to look pretty for Zach Wilson, especially early on in his career. Yeah, it's going to be really hard to compare them. Everybody's going to really want to, but – you know, you always want to, the Patriots fan base wants to believe that they're more right than everyone and that Belichick is smarter than everybody. Yes. So there's already a big drive and a big push to say, we got the best one. Uh, and it's hard to say because the situation, ja- yeah. it's, it's one week and the situations in Jacksonville and New York with those franchises is totally different. The Patriots are all together, all around a better quality football team than those two. And obviously they're all the coaching here is a huge difference. And that makes a big difference in the early, in a quarterback's early development, being put in a position to succeed. It's going to be hard, but it's also going to be hard to not compare um, all season long and watch how these rookies are doing. So you're going to have head to head really cool matchup next week uh, with Wilson and, uh, and and Mac Jones, I'm yeah, and w- Wilson's going to be out. Makai Becton's at least going to miss the game yeah. next week. It doesn't. It seemed like he avoided a a serious season-ending type of injury, but I think a Schefter Rappaport reported it's a MCL injury, MCL so, sprain. They yeah, said not an ACL not gonna, tear. He's that, not going to be out there next week. That's a big dog. That's going to be a, a yeah. couple week injury for sure. Right. So no, Makai Becton is huge. We remember last year, early on in that game, the the Jets were running it right down the Patriots throats behind Makai Becton in that first matchup against New York. He left the game and the Patriots started to take over that football game. So he's a big time difference maker for the Jets. So looking ahead to next week, this seems like a very winnable game for the Patriots, even on the road and with the Jets. They should be able to dominate the Jets offensive line like they did today against Miami's O-line. And you like to think that against the worst defense, the Patriots will be able to open up the passing game a little bit more and throw the ball. Yep. So that's next week. Evan Lazar will be down in the Meadowlands to take that's in fair. that game. Uh, but it's going to be an entire week of what if, um, you know, kind of. But I really do think that just the overarching point that we keep coming back to, and I want to hammer it home because I see the chat. I know my Twitter mentions are going to be the same exact way. It's one game. It's one game. It's the first week of the season. It's a rookie quarterback. And what we continue to see from Mac is building blocks and steps forward that say to yourselves, 
the Patriots have a quarterback, right? Is he Tom Brady? Of course not. But the Patriots have a quarterback, right? And that is something that you can hang your hat on, even though the Patriots lost this game today. I, I think that Mac Jones continues to look the part, and he is going to be a quarterback here for the Patriots for a long time. And again, I, 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 I'm going to always put in the caveat: I'm not, I'm, I'm not the moral victory guy mm-hmm. because it just you want the wins, but that's not what this is about. You're, I mean, would you have wanted? Put it this way: if you're a Patriots fan today, would you have wanted them to win? Um, but have Mac Jones throw four interceptions and look like he was totally lost and squeak out a right. win because the, because the Dolphins were worse? Or would you want to see Mac Jones look like, hey, if they give this kid more responsibility, he's going to take it and he's going to run with it. That's what you want. You wanted to see that you have an NFL-ready quarterback. You've got somebody who stepped in on day one and, and, and looked the part. And again, look around the NFL right now and look at some situations and look at what some people are dealing with, with quarterbacks they drafted in the first round a year ago, two years ago. You're Daniel Joneses, you're this or you're that. Oh my God. You know, like, you know, finding someone you feel that you can, you know, feel good about is yeah. a big, big deal. And this was yeah. a massive question mark for the Patriots a few months ago. So yes, that is a positive. It's hard to not view it as a positive. Uh, and you have to, and that was the biggest thing. I think before the game, above all else, people wanted to see Mac Jones play well as much as you wanted a victory because the victory was there in your grasp. Everyone's going to be really upset about it. Uh, and I know how Boston and I, fans and, are. And I, and I get it. And I get it. Yeah, yeah. I know how Boston's fans are. I know how Patriots fans are. I know we all want to see results, right? It's great to see the process. It's great to see that he's a good player and he's getting better. We all want to see wins at the end of the day. That's all anybody cares about here. But with a young quarterback, with a rookie quarterback and with a team that's still trying to figure itself out, you have to, you have to look at the, the forest through the trees a little bit. And you have to recognize that there is something to be said for the fact that it feels like the Patriots have their quarterback. Now they need to build something, right? Now now the real work begins. Yeah. So it's not good enough just to feel like you have the quarterback. Now you have to actually go out there and get the results. But at least we continue to see Mac Jones look the part of the quarterback, uh, the long-term answer at that yeah. position. And people are impatient. Last year sucked for a lot of people, and you want to see it turn around just like that. Right. I, I definitely think you have to – you have to say you're, 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 you're more on your way than, than, than you would have been, uh, sure. if, if you didn't have Mac here right now or if Mac wasn't starting. So, uh, it's definitely, I said, you know, uh, a lot of positives to be drawn from today. Sucks that they lost. It is what it is. They go down 1760 and Evan Lazar is going to be wrapping it up from Foxborough has a lot more stuff. Check out clnsmedia.com, uh, for his written work. Uh, check out our YouTube channel for our post game videos, uh, interviews, what have you, breakdowns, uh, that It'll all be there on uh, our Patriots Press Pass YouTube channel. If you haven't already, please subscribe. We are this close to 10,000. We wanted to hit it by opening day. We just missed it. Hit, hit that in the subscribe button, people. Hit, subscribe, everybody. Tell a friend. Everybody tell one friend, um, and uh, and we'll get there. But thank you guys for hanging out and watching. Uh, this has been the Patriots Post Game Show on CLNS Media. For John Zanis, Evan Lazar, we will see you guys later.